Oh, baby, we are back. Good day, everybody. Welcome back to the Harrison Zesty podcast. I am your host, Harrison Esty, but you can call me Zesty. Shout out to Leighton for giving me that name. It's a great name. I'll stick with it probably forever. I like it. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you all are having an amazing day here at the podcast. All I aim to do is just bring up the most interesting, not the most, but I try to bring up the most interesting topics that we all deal with and bring them up to discussion so I can share my thoughts in a positive, helpful way and hopefully help you all out. That is my intention. That's what I feel like I am here to do. So today's podcast is actually really, uh, it's a really good topic. It's very interesting. We all deal with it in uh, many different ways, some you know, at a higher intensity than others, but it's the topic of anxiety, and there's enough bad things going on in the world today that I'm not going to dive into all the all the negative bad things about anxiety, but what I am going to talk about is how to reduce it, and hopefully if you apply these things over time, how to hopefully master it. There's no real way of getting rid of anxiety. Everyone will deal with anxiety for their entire lifetime over different things. But when you can control it and when you can handle it and be the boss of it, then it pretty much goes away. But anxiety can be good because if you're anxious about like a sporting event, that means you're going to get, you know, into it. Your heart's going to be pumping. The adrenaline's going to be kicking. You're going to get out there and just obliterate the competition. But then anxiety can be bad and it can keep us in this frozen state where we don't know what to do and we start to, you know, doubt ourselves and get into our own head. So today, I'm just going to offer three main pillars um, that I believe help reduce anxiety. My anxiety had it in the beginning of high school just with the uncertainty of anything, of everything, but... uh, I'm sharing these three pillars with you today because they are what worked uh, for me, and I consider myself to be uh, to be much more ahead of anxiety, much more on top of it, to the point where I can control it. You know, make it my you know what. But I'm not trying to I'm not trying to solve you know I'm not trying to be some hero solve anyone's problems. But I just wanted to bring up the topic uh, for discussion because it's a real issue. But anyways, diving into it, reducing. Reducing anxiety is is all a mindset shift. Pretty much you have to want to get rid of it. And it may sound silly because you're like, you know, whoa, you know, it just comes at random times. I, I can't control it. But what you can do is when it does come, you can remind yourself of the three main pillars. And these th- three main pillars to reducing it have to be applied all the time. So when you do feel anxious, bam. You have to want to get rid of it. You have to say, anxiety, I'm going to dominate you. I'm going to tackle you right now. I'm going to get ahead of it. I'm going to get ahead of you, anxiety, before you start to you know, make me doubt myself and make me get too much in my own head. And these three main pillars are, number one, physical exercise, and I'll explain that. Number two, time with friends, family, and music, which is huge. And number three, writing it down, which I consider to be the most important. So physical exercise, pretty much what anxiety does, and there's different forms for different people, but what anxiety does, stits to me, is it wraps me in my own head and I get into this frozen state where I 
I can't really move. I can't really think. And I just feel caught up and I start to revolve around in my own head and I start to doubt all my actions and I just start to really stress and, and sweat. It's, it's just a not, a not a pleasant state. Nobody will say it's a great state to be in. But anxiety just wraps you up in your own head and it's, it's a downward spiral from there. So what I found is right when I start to feel anxious, what I do is I'll take a deep breath, recognize the emotions so let's say that, you know, I'm, I'm encountering somebody that I've had a bad past with, whatever, and I start to get anxious because I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what to expect with, from this person. You know, when, I, when that happens, what I do is I recognize my anxiety, and it's not like a ton, but I'll recognize my anxiety. I'll do some deep breathing. I'll breathe. I'll recognize my emotions, and I'll question it. I'll be like, so why am I feeling this way? And then I'll go deeper. It's because of this person. But why is it this person? Because maybe they said something to me in my past that made me, you know, feel really bad about myself. So why did they say it? Well, they said it because they feel bad about themselves. So maybe it's not all about me. It's all about them. So once it becomes a them issue, then you start to become less anxious because you can't control it. So back to physical exercise. That was a little, you know, the downward spiral topic. But physical exercise, right when you feel these, you know, thoughts of anxiety and stress, it's best right from there to get ahead of it and to just go take a walk to like, you know, put on your shoes and go take a walk. That that's what I found to be a really helpful thing. When I'm feeling anxious, I have to get out of the room. I have to get out of the situation. What it's best to do for me is get the blood pumping, jog a little bit, run outside, walk. If you're at school, just get out of the class, ask to go to the bathroom, but don't go to the bathroom. Just walk up and down the halls, up and down. Get your get your steps in. If you've got a, uh, a fitness watch, I love my fitness watch, by the way. It's uh, probably one of the best investments that I've ever been gifted. But if um, you're feeling anxious, just take a walk. You just got to get the blood pumping because then what happens is your mind starts to get distracted from the topic at hand because you're doing something else. You're walking or you're running and your mind starts to be focused on that and pumping blood through your body. So that's pillar number one. That's what I found to be very helpful, physical exercise. Number two, this is awesome. This is a big one. This is a must. Like this is a mandatory requirement. I think those are, that, that means the same thing. But anyways, time with friends, family, and music. So I was talking to my mom the other day, and I was telling her about this podcast I'm going to make about um, about anxiety. And she was all over it. She was, she was awesome about it. And I told her the three main pillars, and second, obviously, is time with friends, family, and music. And she's like, you're absolutely right. I was feeling anxious, and then I got on the phone. I FaceTimed an old friend that I haven't seen in years. This is an old family friend from where we used to live, by the way. And they just talked and talked. She was anxious about the, uh, of COVID of, of getting it, you know, which, which is, which is expected, which is normal because of the strange time we're in. And she's high risk because of, you know, the treatment she's had in the past. And once she talked it over with her best friend and they started laughing and they just realized that literally it is, so out of our hands, this whole crisis, we can't do anything about it. We can wear a face mask, we can put hand sanitizer on, we can stay away, but people need to get out of the house and maybe pick it up then. So it's just this this inevitability and you can do your best, but 
after all, it's it's out of your control. And once they talked it over, obviously she was talking with her friend, and then she was talking to me about it. She said she was laughing her butt off, and she was just having a great time with her friend. And that just dropped the anxiety levels down like crazy. Just because she got out of her own head, she went out there, spent time with her friend, even though it was on the on a FaceTime call. She was talking to me about it. And so that's, that's, that's huge. You have to just get out there and spend time with your friends and your family and talk about what is making you so anxious. And then music's huge. If I had to give a music recommendation right now, if I had to give one right now, it would be Kygo's new album. What's it called? What's it called? Give me some. While I'm finding it, you guys may not be into Kygo or dance music, but you have to give it a shot. It's called Golden Hour, Kygo's new album. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Anyways, great album. I can't even I can't even say enough about it. It's actually really deep. It's really, really a really good album. But if you listen to music, especially music, you know, that's not really sad because I mean for me personally, I'm not really into sad music. But if you listen to upbeat, up tempo music that's positive. It'll help you get out of your own head and just put you in an overall better mood. I mean, when I've been recording my YouTube videos about running, more to come soon, um, what I advocate most, you know, huge to starting your run is just put in the music. That's all you got to do. Put in the music because that just kickstarts positive energy and positive reinforcement and positive direction. Keyword positive when it comes to music. So that's number two. Time with friends, family, and music is huge. Physical exercise was number one. Number three, the third pillar. And this has helped me the most by far. And it's kind of tied with number two, but we'll see how you guys interpret it. Number three is writing it down. Now I have a journal. Where'd my journal go? That's oh, over there. I have a blank journal over here. YouTube viewers, you can see it. It's a striped one. This might be a girl's journal. I, I have no idea, but it has... Yeah, it's definitely a girl's journal. Hey, that's all good. It doesn't matter. I have another one over there. But anyways, what I found best when I'm feeling anxious is... And this is, this is going to be a good rant real quick. I'll just go on this little rant. This is going to be a good one. The best thing to do when you're feeling these emotions... Because anxiety is just a flood of thoughts... And it kind of paralyzes you. At least it does for me. It's a flood of thoughts that you don't want to have. And the best thing to do, what everybody wants to do when they, or they're anxious, is not be anxious, right? That's kind of an obvious. Once you're anxious, you're like, okay, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And the best way to do that is to put all your thoughts down. Put them down on a piece of paper. What I like to do is I just like to use a journal. So if you put your thoughts, it's, I ha you I mean, it's, it's pretty much a requirement. It's a moral obligation to write them all down, write all these thoughts down and pinpoint. So let's take this as an example. Let's say that you're anxious when you go to school. So right when you go to school every morning, you start to feel anxiety. It carries through you the whole day. You kind of have a crappy day. You go home and you feel like you haven't accomplished much. You didn't pay attention in class because you were too anxious. So the first thing you write is, anxiety in school. So what were you feeling in school? What was the exact emotions? What were, what were the exact emotions that you were feeling 
in school. Maybe I was feeling lonely or I was anxious when this person walked by me because they told me something really mean in front of all my friends. Now, none of my friends hang out with me because of what they revealed. But what they revealed is a lie. So I feel trapped. I feel terrible. So if you write, and I mean, okay, this doesn't happen to me, but maybe it's just an example or maybe y'all can relate to this and you write it down. So why do you feel anxious about this? Well, because I was embarrassed and I feel anxious because when these people see me, I don't want them to think of me like this. So then you just keep writing it down and you dissect it level by level by level by level until you get to the real root of it, the mitochondria of the problem. Like my good friend, Zach Takuba says, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, which is good. You're right. I mean, he's absolutely right. Can't go wrong with that. But once you get to the powerhouse of these anxious feelings you're feeling about, you start to label it. And then when you feel it again in the future, it's not as big of a deal. Then you know why. Well, maybe the root of the problem is that I am insecure about my body. And that's why I'm feeling anxious because of this. Or I am nervous because of this. Or I'm scared because of this. Then once you get to that mitochondria, that powerhouse, that real root problem that you're having, now you know. Now you can work on it. Instead of when you're feeling this emotion, when you walk into school again, you're like, oh my God, I feel anxious. Well, now I know exactly why. So why feel anxious? Why just, why just not work on that one problem? So that is great to do, writing it down. If you write it down level by level and then underneath it, if you draw a line underneath it, and what I love to do, is completely switch it. Switch the mindset and write down what you're grateful for. That, I mean, that's helped me so much. When you're grateful, your happiness is increased. It's, I mean, that's, that's just a fact. When you're grateful for what you have, you begin to be happy. And once you write down what you're grateful for, it gets you out of your own head even more. Because then it's no longer about you. It's about what you've been given by God, what God has given you, what things he has. Maybe you're grateful for the food that you have or the family that you have, even though they may be annoying in your household. Or you're grateful for the school you get to go to or the technology that you have. Maybe you have an Apple Watch or a computer. Maybe you're grateful for the books you get to read, the education you've received, all of this amazing things, all these amazing things. And so you have what you're anxious about, and then you've dissected it. You've found the mitochondria, the problem. You circle it. You star it. Now you know. Then underneath it, write what you're grateful for. It's a total mental shift, 180, but I've found personally that it really, really helps. So those are the three pillars. Those are the most effective ways of reducing anxiety that I have found. Physical exercise, time with friends, family, and music. Don't forget music. And number three, writing it down. Write what you're anxious about, dissect it, get the mitochondria, and then draw a line and underneath write what you're grateful for, what makes you happy, the things that you love to do. And also, the, you know, another really important one is um, hire a counselor, not a school counselor. Hire a, a private counselor that you get to go to once a week and just vent everything out to. Find a counselor that you can, you can go to and, you know, you become comfortable with them, kind of get out of your shell a little bit because you have to if you're in a counselor. You have to, you know, tell them what's up, why you're feeling all these things. And just 
rip it. Let everything out. Just let, just speak and speak of why, and then you talk about it once a week. That is what I found to be really helpful. Shout out to Dr. Henderson. Dr. Henderson, you're amazing. I used to go to him. But yeah, those are, okay, I guess four. These are the four pillars of reducing anxiety. You know, you have physical exercise, time with friends, family, music, writing it down. Number four, hiring a counselor. If you do those four things, those have worked the most for me. And I guarantee you, you will start to feel a different way. You will start to get on top of your anxiety more and start to identify it sooner. Obviously, if you don't apply these things, it's not going to help. You'll just be back at square one. But it's all mindset shift. Reducing it, you have to want to get rid of it. And it sounds silly, but all that means is right when the anxiety hits, bam, you want to get rid of it, you take it head on. It's scary at first. I remember being scary. I didn't trust these four things. But then I just realized that I have to. Feeling anxious is totally out of my control, so what can I do? So then I just started to you know, want to get rid of it, tackle it head on, apply those four things, and I feel just so much better today. So I hope that helped y'all. I hope that helped. Those are the four ways that I found the four pillars of uh, reducing anxiety. Everyone deals with it at different levels. I just wanted to bring up the topic for discussion. Hopefully that helped. Let me know what y'all think and uh, also comment what y'all want me to uh, talk about in the future. I've got a bunch of really cool topics lined up, but if y'all want to hear something from me you know, that's, that's unique. That's, that's different. That what you think would be really cool. Just let me know. And, uh, I'll most likely feature it in the, uh, the pod, but thank you all for tuning into the Harrison's SD podcast. My hearts are with you. I'm always, Oh, we forgot the, uh, the, uh, fan or not the fan. Well, I, I, um, the, uh, question. So shout out to Chloe. I will wrap this up very quickly. Chloe asked, how to find where God is in the midst of chaos this year? Great question. Fabulous, fabulous question. How to find where God is in the midst of chaos. Chloe and everyone else that has been wondering this, I can tell you sincerely that the first thing you have to do is you have to recognize that none of it is in your control. It is not your fault for the chaos that's going on this year. It is not your fault. It's not your fault for the virus. It's not your fault for what's going on, you know, the the fires and the hurricane, whatever. It's not your fault for what's going on. So don't feel personally responsible. Second off, you're not in control. And that's a really freeing thing. You're like, whoa, okay, I'm not in control of it. Third off, you have to disconnect from media, what I've felt like, and you have to just breathe breathe and really ask God, you know, just, just pray, just really connect as best as you can with God. And what I've found is start to work on yourself. Use this time during this chaos where you're maybe quarantined or taking more time to yourself to really focus on making yourself a better person, self-help, self-development. That's what I found to me to be the best because then you get out of what's all going on in the world and you begin to focus on how to make yourself a better person and a better citizen of the world. So just realize you're not in control of what's going on and just focus on you. Pray a lot, meditate a lot, try new things, but work on what you've wanted to do, what what you've always wanted to work on. Use this time to find God, what I wrote, when you're doing anything, 
honor God with it. Whether you're working out or just doing anything, hanging out with friends, do it honoring God. So thank you, Chloe, for the question. That concludes the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always, peace.